do you know? What do you say? Week 13 of the NFL preview for the Jets and the Vagiants. That's right, the two local teams going at it tomorrow on Sunday. And we're going to go the preview first of the New York Football Giants at home right now. Currently, no spread as the Chicago Bears come to town and chase Daniel. Few things going on in this game. Don't forget the Bears had a week and a half to prepare. That's number one. Number two, so that's a pro Bears point right there. Number two, this Bears defense is going to eat up the Giants' offensive line. That's number two. So an extra few days to prepare. A defense that we know is led by Khalil Mack. They're getting Lynch back. They're getting some other people back. The Bears' defense should be a lot healthier than they were, even on Thanksgiving against the Lions. Jordan Howard, Cohen. There's a wide receiver on the Bears that is going to finally put his name in the big lights. Everyone in Chicago and every Bears fan knows him, especially from this year. He leads the team in receptions. Taylor Gabriel is going to have a day, a day for the Chicago Bears. With all of that said, let's not forget Chase Daniels did this on Thanksgiving against a Matthew Stafford-led team. And yes, Stafford's better than Eli. But that Detroit Lions team is very comparable to the Giants. I would even say they have a worse offense and a worse defense with Fatty Matty Patricia at the helm. So this one's going to be tight, and that's why there's no spread. You look at Eli, you know what's going on with him. Third most sacked guy in the league. What an absolute disaster. Trips over his own feet. He sucks. He always has sucked. But you can't negate the fact that you got Beckham at home. You got Barkley at home. Landon Collins. All these people that for the most part have underachieved. I mean, don't look now. But OBJ, and I hate the guy. Thank God he's not on my team. Okay, I know how that, what that feels like with the likes of T.O. And, and all those people on the Cowboys back in the day. But I got to tell you, I mean, don't look now, but Beckham's got over 70 catches, over 1,000 yards with a few weeks left. This guy's going to end right around that 90 to 100 catch. It's going to happen. He's going to get about 7 to 10 these next few weeks. He's going to average about 100 yards. At the end of the year, for what is a down year, and Eli Manning can't stay upright, OBJ is going to catch about 90 balls for about 1,300 and change. Only has five touchdowns right now, which is why they've struggled so much earlier in the season. And I hate the Vagiants. I hate them. But I can see why there's no spread. Currently at 2.16 p.m. on Saturday, I have not made my pick yet. I will, though, tomorrow morning when I go get the kids bagels like I always do with the driving with Joe. But there's a lot of storylines going on in that Bears-Giants game. A lot. You got Pat Shermer. He's definitely going to be back next year. He's evaluating. It's not like a Todd the Turd Bowl situation where everyone, including his players, I don't care what they say, are praying to God the guy gets fired. Shermer, some people may not like Shermer, but they kind of know he's going to be around. You want to be employed by the Giants next year. You still have something to play for. You're playing to, you know, impress the guy who's 99% going to be the head coach next year. 
You want to get the hell out of Dodge, fine, that's a different story. But you want to wear the blue and white, you got something to play for against a backup quarterback by the name of Chase Daniels. So they need to answer for Taylor Gabriel. They need to answer for Cohen out of the backfield, about 45, 46 catches right now on the year. Jordan Howard's no slouch, especially down in the red zone. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, the young kid from the draft. Bears have a lot of weapons, but again, can Chase Daniels do it two weeks in a row? That's what we got to go back to work on. But no spread right now in that game. Gun to my head right now, Saturday at 217. I'm probably going with the Giants because there's no spread. But it's so close right now that, you know, don't lock that up just yet. And let's bring it to the Jets mess, the Jets circus, and Todd the Turd Bulls. Oh, yeah, our favorite head coach since Rich Kotite refuses to announce who the quarterback's going to be. He's trying to trick you. That's right, Tennessee. He's got all the tricks up his sleeve, Todd the Turd Bulls. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen. He's going to fake you out. He doesn't want to announce it. Everybody's listening. Give me a freaking break. What is this? Let's make a deal. Who's behind door number three? I'll take door number one. Give me a break. I mean, Todd the Turd Bulls is so out of touch. Listen to this. Who Who is really lighting the world on fire? So I'm the Tennessee Titans. I'm sitting there with an okay defense. You know, nothing bad, nothing great. Middle of the pack, in my opinion. I don't care what the stats say. Middle of the pack. They've overachieved a little a little this year with Vrabel, the young guy. We all know him from the Patriots. He came over, the ex-Patriot player and everything else. He's now their head coach. So we all know, look, they overachieved a little bit this year. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. Mariota had a very good game. All right, last week, all this stuff's starting to click. And the Tennessee Titans are sitting there saying, well, wait a minute, Todd. Wait a minute, Turd Bowles. You, you you think you have the upper hand? Well, here's what we have to scout for. If I'm Vrabel, here's what my defense has to scout for. Behind door number one, let's make a deal. Behind door number one, the rookie quarterback who struggled in his last few games and is coming off an alleged injury. Ooh. Yep. That's going to catch us by storm. We're not going to be prepared for him. What's behind door number two, Wayne Brady? Ah, behind door number two is the four-million-year-old Josh McCown, who has been on every team in the league, I think, in his career. So he must be good, right? He must be good. Josh McCown, who looks like absolute dog shit since Darnold's been hurt. The immobile. Josh McCown, he cannot move. He cannot move. Oh, yeah, he may, you're right, he may trick us, our Tennessee defense. Or number three, what's behind door number three? Davis Webb? What? So these are the three guys that Todd Bowles says, I'm not letting you know who it is. Because whoever comes out of the tunnel, forget it. You're not going to be ready for them. What? 
You know what Mike Vrabel's Tennessee defense did this week? As Todd Bowles thinks Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans are freaking out and concerned which one of the three, or the whole the old mantra of, oh, well, they have to prepare for all three. Not when all three of them are the same, you moron. What's going to happen? There's enough tape of Darnold. There's enough tape from him. From There's, there's sure as the hell enough tape of McCown. And even if you name Davis Webb, the man's only played like 10 minutes in a league. Not hard to find that tape. Not, not a lot of time breaking down that film. I mean, you, you could spend more time breaking down film of Davis Webb filling up the Gatorade bottle. And you think if you run him out of the tunnel tomorrow that you have the upper hand because you didn't say it a week before? This guy is a disaster. And I know I'm a broken record with this Todd the Turd flush the balls, agadoosh. But what's right is right, okay? And I'm going to keep saying until this guy is out of town. Three-win team. Back-to-back 5-11 seasons. Back-to-back-to-back seasons of players not respecting them, showing up late to meetings, not improving as players on or off the field. Back-to-back-to-back. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. If he can't coach for shit and he can't lead for shit, he's a piece of shit. Get rid of him. I mean, what the hell? I just pray to God that the Jets are not going to do what the Browns did with you, Jackson, last year and bring this guy back, but say, oh, we're going to pick your offense coordinator, we're going to pick your defense coordinator. That in itself, this decision to keep Todd Bowles for the rest of this year, I get it as much as it pains me. It's because Todd Bowles has surrounded himself with people who are so inept. I mean, really think about it. I want you to go home, wherever you're listening. Go home or go on your phone right now and pull up the Jets coaching staff. You see some of these people? Do you see them? I wouldn't trust them to walk my dog, and I don't even have a dog. You see these idiots? A bunch of ball boys from all over the place. The only guy I would trust giving the team to is Kevin Green. And he's not ready. I mean, what a joke. Of course they can't fire Bulls in season. Who are they giving it to? Who? There's no Greg Williams here. There's no Todd Haley, even though Todd Haley got fired by the Browns. There's none of it. There's no Chuck Pagano or someone who even at least was a head coach somewhere. These guys, Todd Bulls has surrounded himself with ineptitude. And he has no one to blame but himself. Because I've said it many times in this podcast, professionals go into that room they know what they're looking at. See, for the regular guy, okay, like you and I, we, you know, when, a, when someone from the media puts a microphone in front of these players or in front of the front office or in front of these coaches, they have to say the right thing if they want to get hired. Behind closed doors, Todd Bowles is a freaking laughingstock. It's a laughingstock. And if you think I'm making it up just because I don't like the guy and I think he sucks as a coach, then where are these top these assistants that want to come work for him? Where? I don't see it. I don't see it. Look at where all these assistants came from. But if you bring this guy back again next year, now let me walk you through it. So you got to hold him on this year because 
he's surrounded himself with an aptitude there's no one to hand it to, even just for the next few games. So he can't even do that because these guys can't do their current job, never mind a head coach interim spot. You bring Todd Bowles back next year, and you give them guys like Greg Williams and Todd Haley, or Marinelli and Linehan, like I always compare them to the Cowboys, and let me tell you something. You ruined Sam Darnold, short and long term, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Todd Bowles is never going to get you to promised land. So Todd Bowles is just going to get fired anyway. And unless the offensive coordinator that you forced down Bowles' throat is your next head coach, then he's going to have to learn a third playbook in three years. Because Bates should be gone this year. There's Darnold's year one, gone. That offense will never be run again, gone. Year two, you force an offensive coordinator, even someone who's a veteran offense coordinator down your throat, that's now year two, playbook number two for Darnold. If you don't make him the head coach, now you got what happened. You think, you think it's going to be a situation like the Giants a few years ago where they promoted McAdoo and Spagnola stayed on? A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't do that. They say, screw you. If I'm not going to be the head coach, I'll go be, I'll go be an assistant somewhere where I have some future. So whoever you hire as the offensive coordinator next year has to be the next head coach if you're going to go that route. If not, now you're on to year three. Understand? Because this is year one. You bring Bowles back. Now it's year two with a second offensive playbook. You finally get rid of Bowles after next year, let's say, because you know he's not going to be any better. So you get rid of Bowles after next year. Now you're on to year three of the playbook. You ruin Sam Darnold. And that cannot happen. That cannot happen. I can't break it down better. It's so simple. It's so simple, it's not brain surgery. So I don't even want to hear this guy, Todd Bowles. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, the players got to play better. Shut up. They don't even have the press conference anymore. They don't even have the post game anymore. I don't want to see this guy. I don't want to see him. You know who should come out and show a pair of balls? I know it would never happen, it never happens. But you know who show a pair of balls rest of the season and after every loss? Because you know the Jets, they'll probably win one or two and then move out of the you know, top three uh, draft pick. After every loss, let Chris Johnson get his ass out there and tell Todd the Turd, sit back, buddy. Sit back. Don't even come out. Stay in the locker room. I'm going to go out and answer questions. Because this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. You don't even get to talk to the media. You're not going to give them anything anyway. I'm the owner. I'll handle it. Have a pair of bulls. That's why everyone always makes fun of Jerry Jones, and I get it. He's easy to make fun of. But when Jerry Jones is sitting there at almost every press conference, every press conference, with J- Jason Garrett right next to him, who you know I hate Garrett, he's there, and so is his son, Stephen Jones, who's going to be taking over for Jerry once Jerry's gone. And the three of them sit right there. And everyone makes fun of Jerry Jones. Oh, look. He needs the spotlight. He needs this. You know what? Maybe he does. You know Jerry Jones has a huge ego, but guess what? He also puts his ass in the hot seat, and he's right there for the media to answer any questions. Where are the Johnsons? Where are the Johnsons? Back-to-back 5-11 and 11 season. And you want to only show up in the offseason for an announcement here and there. Give me a break. Show a pair of balls, Chris Johnson. Every loss. Every loss. I want to see Chris Johnson at the podium. Not even Todd Bowles. Not even Todd Bowles. 
I want to hear from Chris Johnson. I want to hear from Chris Johnson how this is unacceptable. I want Woody on Skype from the UK, wherever the hell he is. This is unacceptable. We were in back-to-back championship games just a few years ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. We need changes. Instead, they go into hiding during the season. They come out, say one thing, take five questions, one press conference after the season. That's it. I want to see something different. I want to see something different. Because you know we're not seeing anything different on the field with this bum as our coach. I want to see something different in the post game. I want to see something different in Newsday. I want to see something different in New York Post. I want to see something. Show me something, Johnson. Jesus Christ. Todd the Turd, flush the bowls, Agadoosh. The Jets are getting plus nine tomorrow against Tennessee Titans. A game that I told you before the season was going to be a loss. A team in the New York Jets that I told you before the season the ceiling was six wins, and we ain't getting there. Plus nine. I do think the game's going to be closer, although with saying that it scares me how good Mariota looked, even in a loss. Last week. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I'm taking Jets plus nine. They are not winning the game. I am taking them plus nine for a few reasons. Okay, Corey Davis is a freak of nature. I don't love it. Derrick Henry, freak of nature. Don't love it. Deion Lewis I'm scared of, though. The ex-Patriot who's on Tennessee. He's going to have a nice little game for himself. And watch Tennessee's tight end as well. But Jamal Adams, we know, is going to lock him down just like he did Gronkowski. Mariota's going to take some shots. I want to see Darren Lee have a game. I want Darren Lee to spy Mariota. And every time that dude tries to get out of the pocket, I want to see Darren Lee do something. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask to see that the guy we spent a first-round pick on too much? Too much Darren Lee can't spy a quarterback. He can't. Not allowed. I mean, there's no, there's no other point. Why do we even have him? Why do we even have him? And Darren Lee, who everyone loves after week one, I get it. That I told you after week one, that was the game of his career and will be the game of his career. It will be. How many tackles Darren Lee had last week against Patriots? Against our forever division rival, Darren Lee, our first-round pick, inside back. You know how many tackles he had? Six. Six. How many tackles he had two weeks before that? Against Miami Dolphins? Seven. This guy's got 67. 67 tackles on the season. Darren Lee, first-round pick. 67. 67. This is a guy that, you know, we get first round, absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. Can he spy? Because that's what he needs to do tomorrow. He needs to spy Mariota. And just to give you an idea, I'm going to compare him to a Dallas Cowboy linebacker. I'm going to compare... Darren Lee to a Dallas Cowboy linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch, the rookie. You know how many tackles Leighton Vander Esch has on the season? 102. 
Guys, come on. McCagnan, McCagnan, and Bowles must go. And that's the first time I called it for McCagnan. I'm going to call it since. We need McCagnan gone. We need Bowles gone. And we need it today. I feel it.